0: Welcome to another installment of The Persistent Rumor. My name is Chocolate Yoda, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. And with me, as always, is my heterosexual life mate, Chancleta.
1: Hello, world. How's everybody Hello doing? World. How are you, Yoda? Everything good?
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Another day in paradise. All good. Uh, So, uh, what's on your mind, chum?
1: Man, you know... um. For the last couple months, uh, I've just kind of been, uh, you know, you can see my new digs here, who has ever been following us, right? And um, so part of that is because uh, I'm no longer in my basement. I'm no longer living in my home. Um, And part of that is because I'm going through a separation with my wife. Uh, But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the process that's been going with me, like mentally, right? Um... Because when something goes awry in any any relationship, um, you know, oftentimes we fo- we try to focus on, or we don't try necessarily, but we we tend to focus on what the other person did to hurt you, or you know, um, as opposed to really owning what you did. Um, for the longest time in my life, I've had. Uh, I've had issues that I never even knew I had, right? Like it's funny because we create these habits, uh, kind of unbeknownst to us. And, and, uh, I've had to sort of process all of that. Um, and it's been quite a trip. And I think that because in the past, you know, like I grew up with basically, you know, having to go see a therapist was kind of taboo and any mental health issue that you spoke about was, uh, Taboo, especially living coming from an Hispanic household, um, it it's weird that you know, like the hurdles I had to jump myself just to kind of accept that and and understand that I had to I I had to seek therapy I had to um, I had to sort of just really uh, be introspective in a way and. And learn about myself and, and accept the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm a flawed human being. And with those flaws, uh, you know, um, there there's a process to overcome them, right? I'll give you a perfect example of what I mean by um, the habits that you form. So, for me, sex has been sort of a coping mechanism for like the longest time in my life. The problem is that I never realized that until very recently, um, you know, and, uh, and may I grief, just ask
0: what what were you using it to cope with?
1: Honestly, everything, um, everything from grief, um, uh, everything t- uh, to just uh, frustration, uh, anxiety, um, anything, you know, I mean, I'm a, I was on my second wife and, uh, you know, plenty of women before and between that. <laughs> so um So that was always the thing that I didn't realize I was doing. But that's why I was able to sort of just, um, you know, move on to another relationship. No problem. Um, You know, just get through another job. No problem. You know, and I haven't been fired much. Um, But anytime there was any any anguish in my life or anything that I had to go through, you know, there was always sex there to sort of give me that dopamine release, you know? Yeah. So you're, Um, you're
0: basically like a bonobo monkey.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, so with that, I created bad habits, right? Like when I, so I've always had this idea that, or not an idea necessarily, but um, m- my relationships with women were almost purely about sex. Like clearly, I can have a relationship with women, but most of the women that I would have relationships with, where I can be at a platonic level, were just family, and very few women uh, outside of that. Um, because for the most part, it became this thing where it's like, if I'm not having sex with you, what the fuck is the point? Right? Because the only thing that that would bring me is like, oh, well, I, it's just going to make the other girl jealous. So I don't want to deal with it. Right? So that was sort of the thing. And the reason it would make the girl jealous, the, the honest reason why it would make the other girl jealous is because there would be a sexual tension coming from me, stemming from me. Right? And so like these are things that like you know I've never heard anybody talk about um or at least not in in the past I think more and more people are talking about it now um and it's becoming a little bit more normalized to 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 discuss mental health issues especially from uh, from men um but for me it's like really interesting how these habits form right like I've gone through I've gone through ups and downs in my life like just like anybody else um but the but the way we cope with things um, is very, it's all similar. I, my drug of choice was basically just sex. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Some people so decide. So how, hey, how
0: does this translate into a mental health issue? What, what is the issue that, that you've discovered?
1: The issue that I discovered is that my, my relationship suffered because of this, uh, this, uh, I guess, function or dysfunction that I have with, with you know, uh, when it comes to uh, relationships with women. Um, uh, and up until recently, I didn't realize it was a problem. So the way, the, what, the way that my relationships end up spiraling out of control is because it starts off always nice. I'm a, I'm a fairly nice guy, right? It always starts off nice. I You know, we, we can communicate and everything. And then you finally fall in love with this woman. And, and most of the reason I fall in love with is because, you know, like, this is a very uh, pleasant woman to have conversation with. I really enjoy her. Obviously, the sex is good and all that stuff. But um, but there are uh, m- many other things that I fall in love with. And then as the time comes, you... As the time goes, you start... I, I start to um, get comfortable. And then... um Sex becomes sort of like a trade agreement, right? Like, I need you to give me sex so that I am not, I'm not, you know, irritable and like that. Um, and then it, I start to, it starts to almost feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to create some sort of equity, right? Like, I, I need relationships to be equitable. Uh, and that's not what relationships are supposed to be. So. Um, the mental health issue for me is just that—that's something that I have to—I have to learn how to cope. I like even when people say things like, "Oh, you—you you need to learn how to accept yourself. You know, how, need to know how to be like self-loving," um, and it, and and a lot of that is the same. At least from what I'm seeing, I'm not—I'm no, I'm no therapist, but at least from what I'm seeing, um, it's the same idea that you know, you—I ha- have to learn how to cope with things. Myself, And whether that's meditation or whatever it is, I can't, you know, I can't rely on someone else to help me cope. I have to be uh, self-sustaining in a, in, a, in a different way. I mean, it's it's nice to have somebody in your corner, but to rely on them and then be disappointed or upset because they're not they're not able to help you at the moment. That's unreasonable. So um, that's where I'm at. That's what's been on my mind.
0: So what do you think the, the road to the uh, solution is?
1: If I knew I'd do it, um, right now the road to, to me is uh, seeking professional help just to be like, hey, listen, so what, you know, what method, what methods can I, you know, what, what can I do to um, overcome this? What can I do to, you know, uh, become self-sufficient and not uh, dependent Uh, on you know on sex to to cope with things right like you know how do i uh, how do i process my feelings better you know uh, things like that you know um there's definitely going to be some anger management therapy things like that um because you know um i get hangry i get sangry (laughs) so you know like these are so and what is sangry. Uh, angry because I don't have sex. So lack of sex, I get angry. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Well, so let's uh, address one or two of those. Um, you've we've we've had plenty of discussions as far as like what anger is about. So what what do you think is the fastest way to get angry what do i think the
1: fastest way to get angry um getting upset about something i don't really know how to answer that that's uh it seems like uh i'm not clear on that question the okay. fastest i mean because i i would say like i mean i i think i know where you're going with this but the problem is is that like there are usually ex- external things that happen that trigger something in me and 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 really it's just my response to the way i view things that make me angry right okay
0: so and then so, you do, so what you just said contains part of the answer mm-hmm. you said it was your response based on how you view things right so the answer is right at your fingertips what do you think it, what 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 if 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 it's how you view things then yeah that's the fastest way to get angry is is based on viewing things a certain way like yeah. if right. if something happens and someone says or i won't say someone if something happens and you say to yourself that should not have happened mm-hmm. right that's a viewpoint that you're that you're putting forth that doesn't make any sense it doesn't because if something happens then of course it was supposed to happen you know anything that happens was supposed to happen right so if you have a viewpoint about about something that's a viewpoint that you created right so you can just change your viewpoint (laughs) yeah that's very true
1: Um, and, and that's, that, that's the, that's the thing. It's like that, that has been the thing that I've made the most progress with because, uh, really like I've had, I've had a little bit of time. Uh, I've had, I've had a few months that I've had to sort of ponder this and, uh, I've spoken with you about it in private. And um, these are things that I, you know, I have. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I have therapy going on now, um, so I'm I'm acquiring tools to be able to, to, to get through these barriers. So give me an example
0: um, of a tool that you've acquired. Uh,
1: so one of these tools uh, is that um, I have to, uh, when things happen, when uh, when when I feel that anger, for instance, I have to sort of just stop and. Just take take a minute or two and just like really process what I'm upset about. And when I do that, um, you know, just breathe and really think it out, like process it and, and understand what I'm getting upset about. And and, you know, pretty much dissect it to the point where I know, oh, OK, I'm upset because I just I'm upset because I want to be upset. Like I and I do that like I, I've done this in, in, in the past where I'm just upset because I made up a story about what's happening right I, I I you know I'm given some information, and then I, I I create all of this context with it and and I you know I basically just uh get upset because you know who else does that,
0: that? I've who everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> that's so, how humans but, are so the the way Shakespeare uh summarized what you're talking about is. There is nothing good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Yeah. Okay. And that, <laughs> yeah. that puts the full, I mean, you know, that's through the uh, the play Hamlet, right? So when you understand that sentence, then you understand that your reaction to the world is your complete responsibility. Right, yeah. and you know, like I'll take an extreme example. Let's say, while I dig into my eye like a friggin' animal, uh, let's say that you're <laughs> you walking down the street. Let's say, let's say you you uh, you you go outside after we record this for a breath of fresh air before retiring for the evening, mm-hmm. and you get downstairs to the front doors of your building and you step out through those doors and you look left and you look right and you decide to walk to the right and when you get two blocks up you get shot Mm -hmm. now you are not responsible for getting shot that's Mm -hmm. The shooter's responsibility for shooting you, right, but where does your responsibility lie in that example
1: The decisions I make to get there
0: in terms of the direction you walked, right
1: right the direction I walked right
0: and that and and see when you when you can understand and fully embrace and fully implement that because. All your therapist is talking about is behavior modification, right? Um, He's telling you to develop new habits, stop, contemplate, reassess. And those are all excellent. Yeah. And and I encourage that. And just understand, you could get rid of your anger tomorrow if you wanted to,
1: Uh
0: right? As long as you Mm -hmm. understand that it all belongs to you. You know, you said it earlier right. that sometimes you choose to be angry. And and this is hard for people to accept. It. Well, why would I choose that? Well, it feels good to be angry. When you're angry, you have you have a sense of strength, you have a sense of energy. You know, you have a sense of mm-hmm. uh, being alive fully, right? And that's mm-hmm. and, and the, the problem with that is that the more you indulge that feeling, the more you want to have that feeling right so what your therapist is helping you to do is to eliminate that feeling as much as possible it doesn't mean you'll never be angry again um but what it means is that less and less things will make you angry and your anger will not last as long and it will not be an impedance to your life right um I went through this process a long time ago. Uh, in 1991, it occurred to me that the people that got angry the most were, because I was just looking around me, I was, you know, I, was, I was very much into figuring out my life and, and you know, uh, putting in effort to change the way I was and improve myself and all that. And so I was looking around at people who were angry all the time. And we all know these people. They're just, they're angry all the time. Things seem to happen to them that don't happen to other people. They're just constantly in conflict, constantly in chaos. And there are people out there that are kind of chaos junkies, right? Mm -hmm. But I asked myself, what 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 is going on with these people who are constantly angry? And my rudimentary answer to that question is they have a long list of things that get them angry, right? They have, you know, another way to think about it is someone who plants a lot of landmines around themselves, right? No matter where they go, they're always going to step on one and things are going to blow up, right? So my solution was, and I think I did this for probably about a year. Every time I got angry, I asked myself, is this thing you're angry about worth it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, like that guy at the bagel store a few months ago, They, they put jelly on his bagel and he didn't want jelly on his bagel. And he blew a gasket. Right, I remember that. So my question is, is that worth it? Is the jelly on the bagel that was fixed in less than a minute worth all that energy, all that corrosive uh, 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 bombardment in your body? Um, Because, you know, when you get angry, it releases cortisol. And cortisol is the equivalent to battery acid in your system. Cortisol weakens your heart. Okay, so you're literally contributing to your own death every time you let yourself fly off the handle in in anger. Right. Right. So after this roughly year of assessing my reaction to things, I eliminated a great deal of things that made me angry just because I thought it was silly. Like, really, you're going to get angry over that? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna feel bad. You're gonna yell. You're gonna make other people uncomfortable. Your heart's gonna race. You, you know, you, 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 you're gonna ruin the moment, etc., etc. Just for some bull. You know, and 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 I just sort of talked myself out of indulging in anger. And that wasn't the last time I had to address anger, but that, but it was the first time, and I made great progress. You know, I didn't fly off the handle as much. I wasn't triggered constantly because I removed the triggers. And again, I was able to do that because I created the triggers. You know, these things didn't happen. Right. Yeah. The 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 none of this yeah. stuff happened to anybody. This is stuff that we chose. We just forgot that we chose it.
1: That's and that's the, that's it. That's the that's the scary part because there, there wasn't anything that uh, was done deliberately. It just kind of became this thing that we did, that I did, right? Um, and many humans do. Um, we, you know, we we make all this shit up. This is things. Th- these are things that we make up, and we don't. We do it almost subconsciously. Um, I I've gotten angry because dogs were barking.
0: <laughs>
1: dogs are barking. I'm like, that's what dogs can do. What am I getting upset about? I bought. I have two dogs, right? And. I'm getting angry because they're, they're, they're barking yeah. because somebody's coming through the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's bizarre. Like, I mean, yeah, I wasn't flying off the handle, uh, all the time, but I mean, there was a, a few times where it's like, I would either get woken up or something and I'm like, oh, what the fuck with these dogs? And you know, how come you didn't stop them from barking? And you know like that's, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they do. I, I You know what I mean? Like, like, I wasn't near them when it happened, or whatever the case is. But I'm expecting people to just, fucking, you know, like, shot collar these dogs immediately. Like, you know, and it's like, it's, it's unreasonable, right? Um, I have clients that get upset with me over silly things and um, many things that they do. I, I recently got, uh, I was speaking to a client. I was helping her work through something. Uh, I think I was setting up like two-factor authentication on her phone or whatever. And then as I'm explaining it and I'm I'm explaining it to her, to you and like literally with the same tone I have right now. And she goes, "Could you tone it down a bit?" And I was like, "I'm I'm sorry, what do you mean?" And I'm and she goes, "Um, I was like, "You know, I thought maybe she was thinking like I was talking too fast." And she's like, "Could you not yell at me?" And I'm like, "Yell at you?" Like <laughs> like I'm in my head like what do you mean yell at you? Like you know, I I'm I just explained to you what you should be seeing on your screen and you're telling me to not yell at you? And so I found that bizarre, but the thing is that I've done that too. Where you just you know i don't know if maybe she just felt like you know she felt stupid at the moment she just felt you know listen i don't you know i'm not helping you because i'm expect like if i'm helping you do something it's because i already understand that you don't know how to do that that's fine that's what mechanics are there for that's what techs are there for that's what doctors are there for and so on and so forth like we're here to help you because obviously you don't know how to do this stuff that's cool right and i don't know how to do what you do so it's cool. It's a it's a symbiotic relationship. I'm helping you do things that you you know to get along with your day, and that's all that I'm doing. And so maybe you're on the phone. You don't know me, and so you feel maybe some sort of condescension because you feel confused or whatever the case is. Um, and then it it gets on to this thing where I'm yelling all of a sudden, and it's like I haven't even changed my tone. I didn't I didn't talk faster. Nothing has changed from the beginning of my conversation, but. I've done that. I've I re- recall doing things like that. I've done that with my current wife and my ex-wife and other people. All right, so
0: and, let's pause here for a moment. Yeah. Uh, let's examine this thing of tone. It, it, it's it's interesting to me uh that this is this is a this is a recurring theme in your life. Yeah. And yet and yet you're still bewildered about it. <laughs> <laughs> Would be the, the tone thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. literally the entire time I've known you, since two thousand one, okay. you've been talking to me about how people have a problem with your tone, and you're always amazed by it.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. I literally have no idea what's happening. I have to record myself doing it because I, I, I like. I'm not. Like right now, I'm, I'm, I'm heightened a little bit. Um, but this is like that's the most change I'm doing. But I don't feel like I'm yelling right now.
0: No, but c- so communication, just like the this is how I say this, right? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Everybody says sure. that. Everybody's familiar yeah. with that saying. Well, communication is in the ear of the listener. Okay. okay? So it doesn't f-ing matter what you think you're doing. What matters is what someone is hearing. And the other saying that I live by is, if enough people call you a horse, it's time to buy a fucking saddle. Right. So, how many more people have to make mention of this tone thing before you realize it's a thing?
1: Well, uh, I, I just don't know how to fix it. Like, that's the thing. It's like you, you're telling me that like yeah but said the, that the
0: reason that you don't know how to fix it is because every time it happens, you don't you you say I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what you're talking about. So there, there my guess is that this is an endless loop thing that's going on and and again, this is something that you can change anytime that you want to change it. You know, you, you have, you, there are, I mean, off the top of my head, I could come up with so many things that you could do, but you really need to come up with these things. But if, if someone is, if people, varying people in your life, from people who know you very well to people who don't know you at all, have given you that feedback, right? So, do you think it's time to buy a saddle?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if I have a large enough uh, a, lar- a large enough uh, you know uh, I guess set uh... so the I don't know if I have enough data to be able to assess what the issue is, and that's that's where I think my problem is. So in other words, if somebody's telling me that I yell, like I, I, I immediately I apologize and I said I'm I'm sorry I'm not sure you know what 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 um you know what occurred um I, you know my intention was to to walk you through this, and I move on and you know that's fine it, the, right. the the, the right. point but that i right. so
0: so listen to what you just said yeah I don't know what happened but let's move on right. so you of course you don't have data you've never asked for it.
1: Well, I mean, that was a client, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, that's one
0: example, I, buddy.
1: No, I understand. <laughs> I understand where you're going. Like, I can ask for more, more, more examples going forward. Yeah, but, um, it, and you know, but, you
0: do have the technology to record your conversations, so that yeah, when 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 if if and when this comes up in the future, and you're recording your conversation you can go, okay, now I can reference back to right before I got this feedback and hear what they're saying or hear what I was saying and how I was saying it, right? Yeah. Like if, if, see, here's the thing. My belief system is that when people want to solve an issue, they become resourceful about how to solve it when they right. don't want to solve an issue because they don't really believe there's an issue they don't
1: yeah it's a, it's a lot like you know it's a lot like uh like uh, narcotics anonymous or alcoholics anonymous where they say the first uh you know the first step to recovery is admitting there's a problem yeah um and and that's it you know like anybody who's ever wanted to smoke uh you know the only people who've ever quit smoking are people who wanted to quit it doesn't work otherwise
0: right so. right so you know you, the, there's food for thought and you can and you can figure out you know if if you want to address this and and how you're going to go about doing it because you know it's it's consistent feedback for years and years so there's got to be something there you know Fine. I I I mean I you know it, I'm swinging in the dark because I don't I don't really experience this from you. Except in rare, rare occasions. And, and actually, the, the couple of times that it's happened in our f***ing 20-year history, it, it's always been an understandable reason why it happened. <laughs> you know? I, I uh, mean,
1: you know, it, it has happened throughout a long portion of my life. Um, it, it's few and far between, but it, it has happened. Um, typically, when it does happen, it doesn't happen with people that I know very well. Um,
0: oh, that that's, that's interesting because that's not, that's not the feedback you've given me in the past.
1: I mean, I, well, I, like I said, I, I have had, uh, I have had issues with, uh, with the people that I, uh, I'm the closest with, but as far as, uh, as far as people understanding my tone or like, you know, like misinterpreting my tone or whatever I'm saying, like, uh, like, con- like consider it yelling. Um, that's usually strangers. That's usually on the phone that that happens, and that's mostly due to work. Okay. Um, you know, um, I you know, like I said, that it's not that's not exclusive to to just that, but that's mostly when that has happened. You know, and okay. I guess that's why I never really paid attention too much because I just kind of like chalked it up to like, well, that's somebody who's sensitive. You know, but you're right. right. I mean, you've, I, it, you've you know, that's not taken I can
0: responsibility for it. Like you, you've gotten. You've, you, I mean, you've reported this feedback now to me many times. And again, I, I get the distinction between people who know you and work situations, but either way, th- this feedback has been going on for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. so by just like, you know, you just gave an example of one of the ways you dismiss it oh, they're sensitive. Okay. Maybe. Maybe you could say that, you know, my, my rule of thumb is once is meaningless, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. And this has happened way more than three times. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it, you know, here's here's something interesting. I met somebody who, who, who uh, goes through that often. Um, and I know this goes, person Goes well. through what? The same, the same thing where people say that her tone or her inflection is usually like uh, abrasive gotcha. or aggressive or something like that. Um, And this is a girl whose whose first language is German. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so she speaks with a certain inflection. And I guess to some people it it sounds aggressive. um, But she does. But she isn't being aggressive. Like her words aren't aggressive. um, You know, her body language isn't aggressive. But um, the tone that she that she speaks, some people find it aggressive or or whatever the case is. So she um, she brought this to my attention. And she says that happens to her all the time mm-hmm. and it's frustrating. And I said, huh, um, I, I've, I've had that happen to me, too. And I wonder if there's there's something to that, like something, you know, being me being, uh, you know, my first language is uh, Spanish. But Spanish, the, the Spanish language is all Latin based, too. So there's nothing really harsh about it. It's a it's a, it's a romantic language. So I don't I don't think that pertains to me, but with her, you know, she's your German is a little bit, you know, it's a, it's a little bit rough. Like if you've ever watched German porno, it's not like very romantic. So you know, that's where that's where I'm at with that. It doesn't yeah, sound very I, I have a
0: feeling I have a feeling it has nothing to do with German being her first language. I've I've known but but here's many the thing, many but... people with German as their first language and speak with a thick German accent, and I never felt that they were aggressive.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm just telling you what, you know, what what she conveyed. And I, I you know, I, I took it as, oh, well, maybe there's something to that. And, you know, just. And yeah, just no, and
0: I, and I I got that. And, and I'm saying that I just highly doubt that. I, I've, Understood. like I said, I've, I've never had, I've never had that experience with a German person. Like if I'm hearing Germans speak German to each other it sounds like an aggressive language it's like when i hear chinese people talking to each other it sounds very aggressive uh... Very, uh italian can sound very aggressive also but when i hear someone speaking english who as as a second language um, even with whatever accent that they have i i usually don't have this impression that they're aggressive and and germans been in that mix Many, many times.
1: Well, that's all I got
0: for that topic. <laughs> yeah. I think your friend's in denial. Probably. <laughs> that's, her, that's her problem to deal with. <laughs> I
1: mean, I got to work on my own baggage, you know what I mean? So.
0: Well, thank you for bringing that up. I mean, you know, that it's... I think it's... Um, it's really important for people... To address this thing, like I don't, I don't understand why mental health issues are stigmatized. Um, it it might be either. some holdover from, you know, ancient times where people got holes drilled in their head when they had some kind of problems, mm-hmm. you know. But I, 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 most mental health issues are chemically based and you know most disease in the body is chemically based and generally what we do is we assess what the issue is precisely as much as possible uh, based on medical science and then figure out a remedy whether that remedy is surgery whether that remedy Um, is behavioral whether that remedy is medication Uh, Mm -hmm. to have one chemical counteract another chemical right so why is it that when it comes to brain chemistry which is what most mental health issues come down to is there some kind of stigma i don't get it
1: i i yeah i i I don't know either. It was just to me, it was just something that I grew up with. And it was just like, you know, I I would I would imagine it would be like the way a racist person would uh, grow up, you know, and just understanding that, okay, well, this this particular race is inferior to mine. Uh, That's how you grew up, you know, and that's what you learned and that's what you ran with. Um, I think the same thing happened to me for the most part. It was just like, okay, cool. Well, this is, you know, mental health is weird. You know, and you, you don't want to, you don't want people to think you're crazy or whatever the case is. It's like, nah, I don't go to a therapy, whatever it is. Like, there's just, it, there's been so many, you know, just, it's just, it's frowned upon for the most part. And, you know, still to this day, you talk to older people and they're just like, oh, you know, like, You know you you don't talk about your feelings, or you know you you you'll still hear uh, people saying things like men don't cry. Uh, You still hear you know people say things like you know walk it off, and you know all of this stuff. So it's like you know it it, we we live in a society where it's kind of um, kind of taboo to really talk about your feelings, or you know even even process your feelings in a healthy way, Um, like. I, I do my best, to, and, and, you know, and here's the thing, the, the thing that sort of made me kind of wake up is that now I'm, I'm raising a daughter and she's watching her dad be this dude, right? And I can't have that. I can't have my daughter, like, looking at me like, why is daddy bugging out over some bullshit? you know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't want that. So I have to kind of, like, snap out of this shit and really go, okay, cool, well, let me try to be a better example for my daughter, if nothing else, Right? Um, uh, I need to show her a, a healthier way to cope with things. I need to show her that, you know, it's like, Hey, listen, you know, daddy makes mistakes and here's how I'm working that out and being truthful and, and, and honest with her. And, and, you know, cause she, you know, like she's still like, there's times where she doesn't want to talk about, about, her feelings. Um, and there's, you know, like she, she needs to learn how to cope with certain things as well. And I'm seeing that develop in her and, And it's like, wow. And so now I see the importance of being able to, yeah, you can talk to us about that. I want you to talk to us about that whenever you feel like it. You know what I mean? Not a forced thing or whatever, but like, let's practice healthy ways to cope with things, whatever it is. If you're, you know, your food drops on the floor and you get really upset about it. Let's talk about that. Um, But at the end of the day, it's just like, there's been a lot of trauma that I've, uh, you know, and I say trauma just because that was what it was for me. Um, as I grew up as a kid, as a teenager, all of these things have happened and I don't think I've ever processed many of those things properly. Right. Um, and so as I'm, as I'm recounting all of these things and, and kind of working through my problems and start realizing how far back they go, I realize that it's like, Oh, so maybe this is where this stems from. This is where that stems from, you know, and it's, the importance of it is just that, you know, I start to realize it's like a part of it is because I've never really processed these feelings properly. I never I've never taken the time for me to just really, really deal with those issues. And now I kind of have to do it all in one shot. Uh, but it's OK. It's yeah. a it's a it's it's a process that I'm, I'm happy to do. Um, in fact, it's a little bit it's it's relieving to, uh, be able to identify it. Um, kind of like, you know, it's kind of like waking up and finding out you have a disease and then, you know, or you've had a disease this whole time and then, oh, but there's a cure and here's the way. And so now I'm on the road to recovery. So I'm happy about that and it's fine. So,
0: yeah, that's a good thing. Um, you know, it's, uh, the human mind is a fascinating thing. Oh man we have these these things called memories right and memories are interesting because we know they're not reliable like that's a fact memories are just not reliable at all right but we have this record of our life in in our mind somewhere in our brain stored either in chemical form or physical form i'm not even uh, 100% sure how it works but these, these memories very often uh, form everything we know about life. You know, like the reason that you only had to touch fire once to figure out that it was uh, bad to do, because uh, it hurt, uh, was because you remembered that. You experienced it, you remembered it, and you assigned a meaning to it. And then the next time you saw a flame, you were like, I'm good, I don't need to touch that yeah right? right Um and the that would be great if there was no variability to experiences right if every experience was exactly like the experience that helped you define something that would be perfect but the reason why you had to overcome the the thing that you had with fire is because you wanted to cook food, or you wanted mm-hmm. to light a cigar, you know. Right. Then fire is your friend, right? Yeah. Um. And there's a great saying uh, that really uh, helped me understand the 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 problem with forming permanent ideas about temporary situations, and that is. Uh, if a cat jumps on a hot stove, mm-hmm. it'll jump right off immediately, and it will never jump on a hot stove again. But it'll never jump on a cold one either. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And that's how people are. Yeah. You know we we have this information, just billions of bits of information that we've collated over the year, over the mm-hmm. years. Right, And we've got a filing system, so that when you experience something today mm-hmm. as a as a man, you're what forty three yeah, right so as a forty you have forty three years of files, right, mm-hmm. and today at forty three um, you'll experience something that's in the file, right? Yeah. So your brain goes, oh, we know what this is. We've got a file for that. Right. But the problem is is that there might be a variation. Mm -hmm. It might only seem like the incident that's in the file. Yeah. Right? But it's not an exact match. Yeah. So the problem is your reaction is based on the incident in the file and not the incident that you're going through right now
1: hmm yeah, yeah, that's right? right. So there's
0: a problem because your reaction is not matching the situation.
1: The circumstance, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I right? really thought about it that way, yeah.
0: So I'll, I'll give you a great example. Um, when I was eight, mm-hmm. I remember going to a park. I was living in Elmhurst, Queens at the time, and I remember going to the park a few blocks away from my apartment and there was this wall that probably was only like three feet high but as an eight-year-old that that seemed high (laughs) right Gotcha. and i remember climbing on the walls it was a brick wall so it was probably about a foot wide or something like that and i remember climbing onto that wall and i had to work up the courage to jump off that wall and it took me a little time. I was up there. I was afraid. I, I, I didn't want to hurt myself. But I really wanted to jump off this fucking wall. It just seemed like it would be a good thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? And um, eventually I jumped off. So I had that experience. I had the experience of jumping off the wall for the first time. And... What did I do immediately after I landed? I ran back on that wall. Why did I get back on that wall? Because I wanted to have that experience again. But here's the problem. I would never have that first experience again. I would have... If I jumped on that off that wall a hundred times, I would literally have a hundred different experiences. Yeah. But it's that first one that I wanted. Right. But you can, you know... Like Sade said, it's never as good as the first time. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. The law of diminishing returns.
0: (laughs) You can't you can't have that experience. You could have other experiences that are just as good and even better, but we tend to chase that first one when we went from the unknown to the known. Yeah. You know? And that's when you're not living in the moment. That's when you're living in history. And that's the big challenge to humans because we have to have this memory bank of experiences. Like we have to know the difference between a dog bark and a lion roaring. Right. right? We, we, we are, our move, our ears used to move just like dog ears. Are you, our ears used to move.
1: Yeah. Why?
0: Because when we were on the plains of the Serengeti, it was really, really, really important to know from which direction a sound was coming. Hmm. Okay. Because yeah. if you didn't, you know, Let's put it this way. Those people who didn't figure that out, their ancestors aren't here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, the, yeah. the, the people that didn't figure out what the rustling in the tall grass meant. You know, yeah. so humans had to accumulate this, this filing system of memories to help them navigate the world. But just like anything else that has a practical application, sometimes it can be misapplied. So the trauma that you were referring to a few minutes ago is uh, probably a misapplication of your stored memories, right? And why why is that happening is because, as you mentioned, you never dealt with them when they happened, Right. right? And you are just now starting to deal with them. So you've got to sift through it. What happened? What did I think is what I thought practical still? And if it's not, get rid of it. Well, yeah.
1: And that's, and that just, you know, to give you an example of, uh, of, you know, uh, of what I mean is that like my, my, my own mother, like I've talked to her about this in recent times about things that I've experienced when I was a young teenager and I said, you know, and even before my teen, my preteen years, um, uh, I, you know, I, I would remember certain things that would happen. And I said, you know, like, I, I never really dealt with that. And you kind of just decided that I was OK. Now, I'm not faulting her or anything, but that's legit what she thought. She thought, well, I looked fine. Everything was good. He was going to school. There didn't seem to be any issues and you were just going on, and I also failed to realize that my mother was also going through things, and that she never quite addressed properly. So, this is what I mean about the stigma that goes into, uh, you know, in in society in general, really, uh, where people just don't address things properly. Um, And so, I just, you know, I kind of wanted to bring that up because it's like, hey, listen, you know, here's a platform, man. If I could reach out to one dude just to be like, hey, man, you know, just don't worry about all this nonsense, man. I've played football. I'm a big dude. I'm a tough guy when I need to be or whatever. But it's like, hey man, take care of your brain, man. Like, believe me, just feel it out. Work yeah, on and it, those things know? aren't
0: mutually exclusive. You know, you can be tough. You can you can be rugged. You can be manly, all that stuff yeah. that 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 men need to be. And and they do need to be that. Um But that does not mean that those things cancel out being sensitive, being caring, um, being, you know, self-prioritizing so that you're okay. Because, you know, I tell people all the time, if I'm not okay, I can't help anybody else be okay. And that's what I want to do more than anything else. I want the people that I care about to be okay. I even want people I don't know to be okay, but in terms of, who I have direct contact with and influence over, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to make sure you're good. I want to make sure my son's good. I want to make sure my lady's good. I want to make sure my other friends are good. And it's a small circle, but I want those people to be good. Yeah, so right. if I'm not taking care of myself and those people need me, it will be impossible for me to take care of them. Absolutely. So even though I've been called selfish, um, I and I mean not recently, but I I have had I have had people say that I, I oh I'm you're a selfish guy. Okay, maybe I am, but the people that care about me the most and who I care about the most never say that to me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know I I take care of myself first. Yes. I don't look at that as selfish. I look at that as self prioritizing. Right. You know, uh, that whole bullshit of a happy wife, happy life. That I don't know who that's ever worked out for. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, okay. It, you know, yeah. Because because that statement means, and well, it implies that um, her uh, her happiness has to come from me. Right. And no one asks. Well, where does my happiness come from? Right. You know. Okay. Her happiness comes from me. Where? Where's my happiness coming from? Where? Where? Who takes care of me? Well, I do. Yeah. Right. right yeah. So. <laughs> so guess what? If I don't take care of me, how the fuck am I gonna make her happy?
1: And that's it. And that. And that brings full. And that. That statement right there just kind of brings the my, you know, my argument full circle where I said, you know, it's like, Hey, I need to, I need to focus on me now. Like I need to, you know, um, I can't, I can't depend on my wife to make me happy sexually so that I can move on with my life. Like, you know what I mean? Like when things are happening to me, right? Like, and, and, um, you know, obviously like, yes, I, you know, you should have sex with your wife. That's absolutely great, but it shouldn't be a, a method to cope with your problems. Right, that shouldn't be the thing. Like the, you know, that that's something that it's like, okay, cool. I'm having, you know, that's something that you engage with your wife, and 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 you both do it and you love it and and things are great and that's a connection that you that you have and and, and fine and however you want to do it, fantastic. But to use it as a coping mechanism, the way I was, un, un unknowingly. Uh, that's not healthy because that's what creates this issue where it's like, Oh, you know, you, you get angry uh, for unreasonable things. Um, you start resenting Pete, you start resenting the women in your life and so on and so forth. And for me, it's just like, well, I have to put it, I have to put the brakes on that um, and really start focusing on myself.
0: Yeah. So, well, good. Yeah, man. I think that's a good thing, man. I think uh, I agree with you that, that, more people need to talk about these things i think men and women alike um i I, and and it's the kind of thing where uh, for me it's another indictment of society like how did we get to this point where Mm -hmm. people don't feel comfortable sharing what's going on with them for fear of ridicule for fear of some kind of repercussion you know, whether it's the diminishment of their esteem in the eyes of other people or, you know, uh, uh, problems at work or, you know, why are we like this? Why are people afraid? Like, uh, people are afraid to say who they love. People are afraid to say what makes them sad. Like, what the f***, man? Like, wh- how, how did this society get this way?
1: I remember I was at work one time and I had a guy. Who was uh you know he just had his father passed away and we were in a meeting and this guy just broke down in tears um and he and he was trying to hold it together you know what I mean and 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 really just uh, kind of give a warm like speech for you know everybody at, at work just pitching in and helping out you know what I mean and he kind of broke into tears and I was just like ah oh, you know like a, I... I Saw the room. I read the room and it was just like, wow, everybody's really uncomfortable right now. Yeah. Um But that's how it is. You know, unfortunately, it's just like, that's what happened. You feel like, you know, you feel like you get shunned almost. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, this is a guy that just needs a hug, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's thanking you and he's, you know, he's, he's crying cause it's a emotional, you know, it's an emotional issue. Like he just lost his dad. And I see so many people that, I mean, I, I especially older men where I see them like, oh, your mother passed away and they're just like back at work the next day, like it happened. And it's like, well, I mean, maybe you had a bad relationship with your mom, but that doesn't seem like that's the issue. It just seems like you feel like this is the way you should be. Um, and I know because I've gone through that. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, there's been times in my life, especially when I was much younger. where I remember one time a girl was uh, doing something that I think she was talking about another guy or whatever. And I just listened to her and I didn't think anything of it. And then, like, in my head, I go, oh, wait, am I supposed to be jealous about this? So I, like, you know kind of started, like, not really pitching a fit, but just, like, really just inquiring about it, like, you know, pretending that I was jealous about it, and I was like, I'm really not, and then, um, it spun off into a fight, and, you know, we broke up, like, whatever, like, you know, it's a, you know, it wasn't, like, the love of my life or anything, but, um, but the point was that it's, like, I manufactured that, like, that's some shit that I just manufactured because I thought I was supposed to do that, right, and we go about life, we're living a life because we think we're supposed to do that. You know, yeah. there's people that don't want to have kids and they feel like, well, you know, you're getting all this pressure from everybody. Like, you're supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do shit. You're supposed to live your life, right, and let others live their life and seek your own happiness. And there's no agenda. There's, you know what I mean? Like, the, I, there's so many, so many, uh, so many, uh, errors in life are caused because of you know this agenda that we're supposed to meet right like we're supposed to uh like live out this itinerary that was kind of carved out for us you know we're supposed to graduate college at a certain time we're supposed to get married at a certain time we're supposed to have kids yeah and it's like this is ridiculous um and when you go around the world you start realizing that there's so many different ways people live their lives um and it's and they're all good right? Uh, maybe, well, maybe not all good, but, um, most are good. So, um, that's it, man. It's really just about, you know, being self-aware, you know, and that's the hardest part, man. Like, really being introspective, uh, it's a because m- you, you know, what I mean, <laughs> you have to, you have to look, you have to look inwards and then really realize that it's like, man, I'm, I'm fucking up and then own it, right? Like, you have to be like, okay, cool, like, you know, I, I did that wrong and accept it and fix it and then, you know, move on to the next thing. And and man, like, if you've never really addressed it and by the time you're 43 like me, like, you're probably going to have a bag full of
0: And here's the other indictment uh, of society <laughs> with regard to all of this. Um, why isn't this addressed in school? You know, I mean, yeah. you, you are taught some practical... Things about life, f- starting from kindergarten. Really, if you go to preschool, starting from preschool, yeah, you know, you're taught to share, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know one person ever in my whole life who was like, "Oh no, I never heard about that sharing." Sh-.
1: They're sharing <laughs> right. songs. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> it's nice to share, you know. Yeah. Um, we're we're uh, we're taught, to, you know, be nice. Yeah. We're 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 given these like, like practical lessons about how to navigate life from very early on, but we're not taught about um, uh, being in the moment. Uh, although now the, there's been tremendous success w- with mindfulness meditation in in schools among very young children. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, we're we're you know we're not taught, or at least in, in my generation. In, in the whole time I was in school, there was never like emotional management 101.
1: Right.
0: You know, uh, there wasn't self-knowledge 101. None of that stuff, you know. Yeah. And these things are so critical. And it, and it's because, you know, I get it. The, the the school system is designed to churn out worker bees. And that's all that we are thought to be. Um, you know, if, if you're not in the elite, that, that that runs things, whether it's the elite in government or the elite in business, then your job is to service the elite. So we don't really care how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. uh, but unfortunately, there's way more people out there that uh, are are affected by that paradigm. You know, yeah. you, you've, you've got something like the 400 wealthiest individuals in America make more money than half of all Americans. That's yeah. nuts. And like, so that means there's a whole lot of people that are not in that 1% bracket. And it's like, or even in that 10% bracket. So there's all these people that just need to get through their day, try to figure out how to be happy, um, you know, just get along in life. And they are given no tools for that. It's like, it's like when people say, oh, the key to, A good relationship is communication. Okay, I've got a question for you. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that my whole life. And I'm like, okay. How do you communicate? What's the, you know, Are have have you ever been taught effective listening? Have you ever been taught effective communication? Have you ever been taught um, how to negotiate conflict? These things are not taught in school. You know, so why? Why is that? Like, you have all this opportunity. You trap these children in this building for for 12, 13 years before college and then another four to eight years in college, and you don't have the time to help them and learn about how to be happy? Right. Why not? You know? And so, it? What would it take? Well, you know, no tests, just here's a class, you know, here's here's a, a even once a week. Here's a 45 minute class once a week devoted to teaching little, uh, little Tom, Dick, and Harry and Jane how to be fucking happy. I take a once a month workshop.
1: Do it. That's it. You know, if we can start with that once a month workshop for students. For I said once anything.
0: a week. Damn it.
1: I think we. I, th- I, th- I think you're aiming high, and I love it. Right? <laughs>
0: hey, no, aiming high would be once a day. I don't like what you're saying right now.
1: Okay, fair enough. I'm going to stop. (laughs) It's obvious I'm agitating you. (laughs) Oh, you cretin.
0: Oh, man. Overreaction's funny. I can't help it. It's
1: fantastic. It's great. It's my favorite. Anyway,
0: but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I I think um, none of what's going on is accidental. Um, Yeah. I think the powers that be are very happy with the paradigm that they've created because it benefits them tremendously. Sure. And that means that it's left to each individual to figure all this stuff out. I got lucky. Mm -hmm. I got lucky in that, you know, uh, like you, I was motivated by fatherhood to to be a better person. And, you know, the only difference between me and you is that I was 21 when my child was born and and you were older, you know, but, Either way, the, the motivation, you know, makes sense, um, but I think the, the world would be a better place if we didn't rely on the varying experiences of each person to hope that people will get to the point where they know how to manage their emotions. You yeah. know, why not just bake it into the system? You know, I mean, it, it, it I really agree. if you think about it, it would actually benefit the elites if they did that, because you'd have pe- less people uh, drinking to try to drown their f- sorrows. You'd have less, less people calling out sick. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it would just be like there's a story and I don't I don't remember which company this was, but um, uh, I heard this from Dean Slider, who is uh, an author and a Huffington Post contributor. And he happened to be one of the founders of a meditation school that I that I uh, used to go to, a meditation class that I used to go to on Sundays, and um, he told the story of this uh, a CEO from an insurance company and one of the big ones. And I and I uh, right now it's just not coming to me, but. Um, He got injured and part of his recovery was meditation and he was so enthusiastic about the results that he had gotten for himself that he mandated meditation in his company. And what did he find out? Productivity shot up, Mm -hmm. like, like vividly, explosively shot up. Sick days went dramatically down. Yeah. So... Hey, owners, hey, billionaires, hey, captains of industry, it would actually make your life better if your employees were happier people. If they were happier, if they don't go
1: through as much stress. Like, that's another thing. It's like you mentioned about cortisol, either. That's another thing that re- is released when you're stressed out, right? And so, you know, you hear people die of stress and things, so stress related, I- I- you know, issues. This is the you know what I mean? People are stressed about a lot of fucking things, and you know, work shouldn't be one of them. Like, you know, we we work is just something that you know we all have to do to one degree or the other, and it's like in, in anything that you have to do your rest of your life, it's like honestly, why does that need to be stressful? It should be something that you know you have some at least some comfort in it. Right. um but you know there's so many there's so many jobs that are just toxic you know um either because there's people in there that are toxic and it's usually that's all it is um or the or the owners themselves are toxic um and you know it, it's it's unfortunate the overwhelming majority
0: yeah and the, and the stress is compounded like i've seen this so many times when i'm coaching people and and just talking to people about their lives so first there's the stress based on a thing that happened, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the stress of not being able to deal with the stress of the first thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's stress on stress on stress, right? Yeah. Um and that's and that's really unfortunate cuz you know like if you just taught people how to manage their emotions and it's not hard it's like anything else it's just a skill you know just learn how to manage your to give people those those skills from when they're very young started at preschool you know keep it going for the whole time you know and and that way by the time they graduate high school they're well adjusted You know, and yes, you're still going to have aberrant behavior. You're still going to have psychopaths and sociopaths and cruel people and all that. But for the average person, the large swath of people in the middle between the extremes, you're going to have healthier, happier people. Sure. And the fact that this has not been done already is very disappointing to me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um... The good news that that I'm seeing is that I do see it. I do see it talked about more often. Um, I'm seeing apps uh, now that uh, allow you to have uh, you know uh, fairly priced mental health, uh, reasonably priced, and in some cases uh, free. Um, yeah.
0: there's meditation apps. There's
1: yeah, and there's on all YouTube. Sorts there's of, meditation yeah. videos. There's all sorts of tools to help you cope. Uh, and um, you know, I'll put uh, I'll
0: put a link to uh, Dean's books in the description, uh, he's brilliant. He, you know, he, his, his, he said something very funny about meditation. Uh, he said, I could have written the book in one page, but I had to add 200 more pages to make people think that they got value for the money that they paid. But meditation is so simple that you can just put it on one page. Um, and it really is. And, and it's amazing. The effects that it has. I mean, virtually every religion that you can think of talks about meditating Mm -hmm. uh, in one way, shape, or form. You know, uh, Christ going into the, the, what was it, the forest, the desert. I forget where Christ went for 40 days, right, which is why we have Lent, you know. Mm Um, Buddha went, went into the forest for seven years, uh, mm-hmm. to, to come up with his philosophy. Um, and just, it's just a, it's just a regular practice of most religions. And yet somehow, even though most societies are religious, somehow meditation skipped everybody. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing.
1: I mean, yeah, that, that's, we could, we could, we could touch on that. That that could be a whole nother episode on that. Um, but the good news that I'm seeing now is that I, I do see more of that being spoken about. Um, uh, the sad part is that as as important as it is, um, most health insurance doesn't cover any mental health. You know, uh,
0: facility. again, very telling, very yeah. telling.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's like you know, I've always wondered. It's like, why do I have health insurance, but I have to pay for vision and dental separately? Like, I don't understand what the fuck is. It's health. It's part of my body. Why the fuck do we have to, oh, well, if you want to take care of your teeth, you need dental insurance and vision care and, you know, and then I I need something else for mental health. And it's like, dude, like, I don't know about you or not, but my insurance costs me and my family $23,000 a year for that. That's absurd. That's that's absolutely absurd. It's insanity. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And it's just like, yeah, sure. My 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 company uh compensates a little bit of that, but that's we're talking about maybe the like fifteen percent of it, you know. The rest comes out of my pocket. So you know, there's people that are doing better or worse depending on what their situation is. If you got more kids, best of luck to you. You know what I mean? But that's there are where people deciding
0: between. They're insulin and food. Yeah. What and then, else and, do and, we need to know, honestly? Yeah. I mean, and, it's, it's yeah. a broken system, and it, it favors CEOs. And, you know, we could, we could get into the persistent rumor of healthcare another time, but it is an absolute sh- show, what's going on in America.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And, you know... We can definitely talk about that more, but it's a, it's just a disaster. And I mean, you know, and, and here I am thinking like, Oh, okay, I should be fine. You know, and I get shot down for most of the things I, I try to do. Like, you know, uh, a CPAP, uh, you know, my doctor said, like, Oh, you, I think you have sleep apnea. Why don't you go do a sleeping study? And, you know, like I go to this facility or whatever, and you go and you sleep, um, for the, spend the night, you know, and they strap you up with a whole bunch of and test you and nope you can't do that. Uh, we're going to strap we're going to send you a, a home with a beeper and a fucking mask and you just, you know, sleep with it in and send it back. And it's like where do I like what insurance covers that? And how much is it? Because I'm curious to know why my $23,000 a year insurance for me and my family doesn't cover that. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that sounds like a premium price to me.
0: It is definitely. It's nuts.
1: Right. I don't think I should be negotiating with anybody to cover anything. I feel like I should get a limo, you know, called over whenever I want to go to the er like just send a limo with a nice bed and i just want to go see my doctor in a limo whatever like i don't i don't understand but like obviously there's way higher tiers that you can get and it's like this is insanity i don't get it but anyway onward
0: hi folks this is chocolate yoda if you like this episode but want to hear the uncensored version head over to Patreon.com slash The Persistent Rumor. Again, Patreon.com slash The Persistent Rumor. Thank you.